Welcome to See You on the Other Side, where the world of the mysterious collides with the world of entertainment. A discussion of art, music, movies, spirituality, the weird, and self-discovery. And now, your hosts, musicians and entertainers who have their own weakness for the weird, Mike and Wendy from the band Sunspot. Trick or treat. <laughs> trick or treat. Hey, that's right. That's right. I, people will be trick or treating this week. Did you ever trick or treat on Halloween? I think only the times when Halloween actually fell on a weekend. Yeah. Is the way that our neighborhood used to do it. Our neighborhood would always have it be like the Sunday before Halloween. Yeah. And there'd be certain neighborhoods you know you'd want to go to because they had way better candy than right. the other neighborhoods. Right. And then you'd see vans full of people just dumping kids into those neighborhoods. <laughs> right. You know, something I saw, get I saw a great cartoon the other day and it was death showing up at someone's house, like on okay. Halloween and yeah. death's like, I've come for you. And then he looks in the trick or treat thing and goes, full size Snickers. No, we're good. <laughs> and did you ever have a neighbor that, um, like they just gave you money instead of. Yes. Loved that house. Mm-hmm. There's the dollar, a crisp dollar bill. Ooh, wow. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what happens when you live in Mequon because we did no. not have that in Vic- Let's not. We had go there. Quarters. No. On our wrong side of the tracks. Our neighborhood just didn't have that many trick-or-treaters, so I think it wasn't that big of a, an investment. All right. Know? Ours apparently wasn't the good candy neighborhood because... <laughs> they just thought it was no, a good cash neighborhood. Actually, what it was was the houses were further apart and the driveways were long, mm-hmm. so you really had to work for your candy. Okay. So it wasn't like... You know, the condominiums or the apartment ones where you can knock on 20 doors within a you know, sure. short amount of distance. You had to like hike to get that one little snack well, size Twix bar. I lived somewhere with a rural address. And so any place with yeah, a rural address. Yeah, yours was probably like that too. Oh then. man. Yeah, you were walking forever. And then some people had things on their door that said like, no solicitors, I'll call the police. Yeah. And I'm like, well, just, I mean, I still tried to trick or treat them, but yeah, I never did the trick though. No, that, I mean. Like, I think I, one time I actually toilet papered with somebody and we went around and we toilet papered a few houses. For Halloween or just for? Yeah, no, this was Halloween time. Oh, okay. Oh. Like in seventh grade or something like that. Yeah, I kind of feel like the trick part of it is from generations before ours. Yeah. Like, I remember my mom telling me about when she was a kid, how people would egg houses and they'd soap the windows and do all kinds of annoying things like that. <laughs> Wax crayons. Right. Wax crayon. Wax, all, all crayons are wax. Yeah, but there's a certain kind of crayon, that I guess, that's more, like, it's harder to get off. Oh, okay. And so you just write something silly on somebody's driveway. Gotcha. So, no, I never, I, I, I always loved Halloween. I always loved dressing up. Yeah. But never particularly did too much of the tricking. Like one time there was toilet papering, and I feel that I missed Ooh. out on that whole thing. So you pranksters out there, if you guys have done something, had a lot of pranks, uh, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah. One thing I did like was there'd always be a couple houses in our neighborhood that went out of their way to make it fun to trick or treat at their house. Oh, yeah. So they'd either decorate things really cool or scary, or they would have like people hiding and jumping out at you. Yeah. And usually they were older kids, like high school kids, you know, so they'd be dressed up as a monster or something. And so you'd see a couple of weird looking things in the yard and you're like, okay, their yard's decorated. That's a good sign that there's going to be somebody there to give us candy. Right. And then you come in and somebody jumps out at you or there's some kind of trick that way right like you'd step on the welcome mat and then there'd be a button there and they'd be like right. you know and you'd... yeah or like there'd be somebody um they would set up like a scarecrow or what looked like a scarecrow but it would actually be a person inside the costume 
So you, it looks like one of those stuffed bodies and, you know, it's sitting there right by the candy bowl. And then when you go to reach for the candy, the person would actually jump up and scare the daylights <laughs> out of you. <laughs> I like that. Well, I mean, think about the kind of costumes we used to have, though. Yeah. You know, like those those plastic masks with the little strings <laughs> oh, like, and the str- like the Target ones. Yeah, and it would just be some kind of like you'd get into it. Like I remember, it was Inspector Gadget one year. So if you guys are too young to remember Inspector Gadget, Inspector Gadget was a bumbling detective character, <laughs> cartoon cartoon character voiced by Don Adams from Get Smart, and he kind of took his idiot Get Smart character to Inspector Gadget. Eventually, played by Matthew Broderick in the movie. I forgot they made a real life. Oh, Inspector yeah, that's Gadget. right. Uh, it was horrible. I watched it. And I even saw the sequel where <laughs> Matt, like they couldn't afford Matthew Broderick anymore. Oh, so they no. had French Stewart, that guy <laughs> with the weird voice from 30 Rock from the Sun. Oh, 30 Rock okay. from the Sun. Mm. Played Inspector Anyway, I remember dressing up. and So you had the little mask. You just have a mask. A cheap, cheap plastic oh, mask. Right, which I, they can't have those anymore. Because if, you know, I'm seeing, being a new father now, I'm looking at all these different choking hazards and everybody's oh, well. talking about choking hazards constantly and there's no way i mean th- those masks were but they're not cho- designed for newborns no Mike. i know but i'm just in general those those masks are ch- were choking hazards no, trying don't to think put them so. on and and you'd always break the string like, oh yeah the elastic would break yeah i mean i think the bigger hazard there would be you've got it on your face and you're probably inhaling some kind of crazy toxins because they're made so cheaply yeah right. they all smelled like like um <sighs> made in china sadness yeah pretty much well i was lucky because my mom loved to sew so ah. she would sew our costumes so we'd always have nice comfy so you didn't have sewn to together. do the mat like the wear the plastic suit like the like we did no i didn't usually i my favorite costume was the witch costume that she made so that was you had a little hat so wendy the witch oh yeah the hat and then the little cape and was it wendy the wicked witch i don't think i was wicked okay i think i was not, just wendy the witch not back then right <laughs> But it was fun. Okay. What was your favorite costume as a kid? I think the first time I actually had a costume that I thought was cool was um, I just took a monk costume. And then I, <laughs> it was like the first year that glow in the dark makeup came out. Oh, that was and so cool. I just had complete glow in the dark makeup on my face. Okay. And I wore a, like the monk with the glow in the dark face, like the skull. Nice. And then you turn off the lights and it really glowed in the dark. It was oh, that's super terrifying. Totally sweet. Because, you know, you had that thing. It, it looked like a, not necessarily like a skull. The way that your mouth and stuff, because your mouth wasn't glowing in the dark and your eyes weren't glowing in the dark. Right. So it really looked like this floating Ooh, skull in front of you. Spooky. So I th- and I was like 13. I think <laughs> went to a co- went to a party wearing that. Uh, yeah. And I think that was my favorite costume. The first time yeah. I was like, man, this is sweet. What was yours? My favorite costume? Uh, you went to, oh, to wear. gosh. I don't know. I mean, I, I just think about when I was a kid, I liked the witch costume a lot. But I was also thinking about in college how we had to really step our game up. Because oh, yeah. in Madison, Halloween is like a main you know it was mainstream event and everybody goes down to state street and parades around it so much so that it's like they need crowd control it's it's crazy yeah oh so okay so we're living in madison wisconsin and we went to college here at Mm. university of wisconsin madison and it it, when wendy says mainstream event it was something where people would come from all over the midwest madison and even beyond and we have this street right in front of the wisconsin state capitol called state street and cars can't drive on it now it's like the main drag it's where the bars are and there's some of the private dorms are there. And people just, on Halloween, they go down to State Street, everybody's dressed up, and they go crazy. crazy. Yeah, they, they go wild. And some of those earlier years in our college days, yeah. 
it got really out of control and they had to bring in police with riot gear and things were getting set on fire and yeah, it, was, it became really a bad right. scene. Now on the Saturday before Halloween, because like MTV even came to film right. and stuff. Now on the Saturday before Halloween, you actually have to pay to get on a state street. So yeah. it's a, and they'll have bands come to play. Yeah, like, it's cool now. It's not as scary because when it got out of control, it was like, oh God, I'm going to get pepper sprayed. It's going to be riot. <laughs> and, oh, but the cool thing was that every, I mean, cool and also, you know, the anonymity, I'm sure, mm-hmm. helped make things get crazy. But the cool thing was that there were always some people who really were creative with their costumes. Oh, great. So you fun. would always see all kinds of fun things. And I, we were talking about earlier how one of my favorite group costumes I saw there was uh, a Tetris puzzle. So it was like five people and they were all the different Tetris shapes and they could like, that's pretty good link click together, you know, and it was pretty funny. I remember one of my favorite group costumes I saw was when Kiss was walking down the street. Oh, so yes. 70s Kiss. Like, and the Gene Simmons had boots and the oh, wings man. and everything. And that's they really awesome. went. They looked authentic. And I think this was even before Kiss got back together with their makeup. Cool. So they went at a 70s Kiss, like back when, you know, before, <laughs> like, so that, you had a better chance of seeing Kiss and their makeup on the state street. Right, and you could get your picture with them and no one would know it wasn't Kiss. <laughs> right. You know, I was going to say about when it was going out of control. And it's really started in like mm, 2002 yeah. and things started to get crazy. So by like 2008, that's when they started closing off getting into State Street. And I remember so 2008, I lived with a police officer and he was telling me that they called in all of the deputies wow. from all around the state. So like there was people That's coming crazy. from 100, 150 miles away. Yeah. So they would have enough people to come down to State Street to kind of control it. And they ran out of handcuffs. So they just had to zip tie people. What? Zip tie people, throw them in a, you know, throw oh them in, a, in like my. detox or the drunk tank or whatever. But that must have been an interesting looking <laughs> drunk tank. <laughs> he said that if you wanted to rob a bank in Wisconsin. Oh, no. It would have been no, the Saturday before Halloween. Oh. Well, this is before you know, so this, right. is, this, this is, is back when ago. things were out of control. Yes. Right. Yes. But he said this would be the time because there's no police. <laughs> like in the small towns, they all had to come here. Oh my goodness. And uh, yeah. Hmm. Anyway. So, Halloween. Yeah. Ma- Madison Halloween fun. used to be a lot of fun. That, that Kiss was one of my group favorites. I remember we had a Halloween party at the house. We lived at in college one time. 1998, we did that. Mm-hmm. And that was my favorite college. I went as Ash from Evil Dead. Oh, nice. And uh, I borrowed our roommate kyle had like a chainsaw they let me borrow and ash had like a chainsaw for a hand and so oh, let me borrow boy. that like halfway through the party cool. i got like blood poured all oh. over me and stuff like that like the character so <laughs> nice. i remember that being a fun one and you know I, I really they take halloween for reals here yeah well and what was your favorite one from that college years oh our buddy tim I, I actually he, what he did what i thought was a cool <laughs> costume is he dressed up like one of the mechs yeah, that was from awesome. the Matrix. I remember like, that. And he like he built this costume around him. You know, <laughs> so it looked like he was driving a big robot. Yeah, but it, it was like, like he was driving his a robot. head in a little tiny body. Right, sitting in the yeah, that was. That it must was have taken great. him hours. He was always the cardboard box guy. Like he always had something had, <laughs> that required a cardboard box. <laughs> Which, by the way, I don't recommend. I did it one year. Um, my brother and I went as a Jaeger bomb. So he was like the Red Bull can and I was the Jaegermeister. Oh, I, I remember that. Didn't we meet at the end of the night at like the lava lounge or so. something? Yeah, yeah, you guys were dressed up in your Red Bull costume. But the problem is when you're in a cardboard box costume, people in a crowd situation love to sort of come up and like, I don't know, attack you. <laughs> <laughs> like hug you. I mean, because, well, a bunch of drunks. Jaeger, they're coming up and, I, and I'm like trapped in this box. You know, and I can't, I can hardly move and navigate around and... 
going upstairs and things was difficult. Anyway, it's just, it makes mobility difficult and it makes like interacting with people and pretty much everything difficult. And so. that, that really does date, date your costume though. When you <laughs> say like, when is a Jaeger bomb? Silly. Like when did you go? Well, like probably 2005. Yeah. Well, my brother had it worse because his Red Bull can costume didn't have armholes. Mm. So <laughs> he had to have like two of us on either side of him in case he got knocked over or something oh, no. so we could like, catch him. Drink? He would usually okay. just take a straw and have it. You That's know, but way to do it. Well, he, did, he didn't have one of those hats with like the beer <laughs> no. cans in them. No, he'd just have the drink inside the costume and then okay. a straw. Because there were Jaeger bomb hats. That oh, yeah. You could put a rebel. Oh, um, but speaking of alcohol costumes. Oh, right? yes. So this was, I believe, uh, our Halloween show in 2004, maybe. Ooh. And I, I think that was the year we went as the Terminators. <laughs> okay. So we all went as, I went as the uh, Robert Patrick Terminator, the police officer outfit. Uh, ben went as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. And he dressed up like the Arnold Terminator, and you went as the Terminatrix. That's right. Yep. It was hard finding a suit, that maroon color yeah. suit. <laughs> and so we thought we had the, you know, the baddest ass costume around <laughs> until our friend Kyle shows up as a beer cake. Well, I, I don't think I would call that badass. I think. <laughs> well, what made the costume. But it was awesome. It was cool. What made the costume we badass tougher. was that the oh, yeah. beer cake worked. He had beer in his like costume Suit. and he's like, you want a beer? And we're like, what? Uh, and this is, he's walking around the bar and everybody thinks it's a joke. And he's yeah. like, no dude, there's totally beer in this cake. <laughs> Very um, creative. So that was, I mean, yeah. Halloween's great. Trick or treat. Just thinking about all the fun costumes and times. And this is why it's our favorite season. Yeah. And speaking of, uh, we should do a treat Ooh. for the person latest, uh, our latest five-star review. Yeah. Let me read that real quick. Oh man. Uh, I'm a big fan. Yay. Five stars from Romanoff, the perfect blend of paranormal pop culture and music. As a fan of all things mysterious, this podcast is one of my current favorites. The hosts are entertaining and delightful. Oh, thanks. Thank you. And being able to rock out the end of each episode is a great bonus. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening and for taking the time to write that five-star review. Yeah, he gets a dollar. If he comes to my house, he gets the dollar. <laughs> a and- crisp dollar bill for you. <laughs> yeah, that is a great treat. So no, thank, thank you, you Romanoff. That was great. Nice. And if you, you guys our day. Uh, would like to get your five-star review read on the air, just leave one on iTunes and <laughs> yeah, we'll make sure to. or in Stitcher or anywhere. Mm-hmm. We'll find it. We will find your review and we will talk about it on the air. So, okay. Uh, so Halloween, obviously is very near and dear to our hearts. I mean, we launched this podcast on Halloween of 2014. That's right. And... Can you believe it's been two years? I can't, actually. But it reminds me that some news that we're going to have a special announcement on our two-year anniversary. Oh, it's so special. You don't even know about it. It's so special (laughs) that I'm shocked about it. It's a secret announcement known only by me. Okay, fantastic. Well, I just want to get everybody prepared for that because the two-year anniversary is coming up and we need to have something special. I mean... Yep. Don't you think? I, I do agree that we need to have something two special. Two years is, yeah. Two years it's, is, been a, it's, it's been a, a, it's a big jolly good two years, too. Well, and I like to think about all the fun people we met over the past two <laughs> years. We'll, we'll talk about okay. them. When yeah, we're on a tangent. Today, we're talking about yes. Halloween. And not just, I mean, obviously, we're sharing our favorite memories of Halloween a little bit and how, in Madison, how it's super fun. Yeah. Um, but we're also talking about, like, the history of it and also urban legends around Halloween. So. Like, Wendy, when you think about the history of Halloween, what do you think about? To be honest, I think about, like, uh, not Jack the Ripper. <laughs> I think I'm of, thinking about Jack the Ripper for anyway. For some reason, I think of Ichabod Crane. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I guess I think of anything related to pumpkins. <laughs> sure. 
and jack-o'-lanterns and right so ichabod crane yeah you guys the headless horseman by washington irving yeah and you know and that's funny because when washington irving was writing his stuff that was like the middle of the 19th century and that's kind of when halloween was taking off more in the Mm. united states and i think of all hallows eve yes and uh we'll talk (laughs) about that in a second how that how that relates yes okay cool so okay so washington irving and the Headless Horseman, great story. If you haven't read it, just go back and read it. And if you have kids, read it to your kids. Mm, um, scary. There's a good Disney version of it. Oh, from, yeah. From like the 1970s. It's pretty good <laughs> that you can enjoy. But the thing is, is that Halloween, as we think of it, a lot of them was, was brought over by Irish immigrants. Mm. Okay. And, and a lot of them came over after the potato famine yeah. in the 1840s. Mm-hmm. And kind of, they helped bring the tradition. So when I think about the history of Halloween, I think of, well, I say Celts, but obviously somebody out there is me like, it's pronounced Celts, you jerk. Trick or treat, laddie. <laughs> the Celts. No, I say Celts because I think of the Celtics. Oh, whatever. okay. Sure. But one thing we've talked about in the fall, and we were saying how much we love the fall season, yeah. is that as it starts to get dark and it gets darker every day, that's when the veil between here and the other world is broken down. Darkness. Yeah. So the idea that as the world is starting to die and get ready for winter. Um, we are a little bit closer to the other side. I see. Okay. okay. Yeah. And so really that festival of Samhain that the, the Celts used to celebrate, that was right around this time of year. Samhain. Was the name of the festival. Oh, okay. And it just happened to be this time of year. Yes. Samhain is the name of the, it's, it's not a guy. Name of the festival. It's also, <laughs> I was thinking. So, so Glenn, Glenn, Sam who? Glenn Danzig's band. <laughs> After the Misfits was called Sam Hain. Oh, that's cool. And also the and, and the real Ghostbusters cartoon, the spirit of Halloween that would come over and try to turn on Halloween. He would try to turn the world into eternal darkness. Uh, had, was a big pumpkin head kind of creature. Awesome. And that was Sam. Sam Hain was the ghost. Uh, okay. Um, the real Ghostbusters. So, but that festival was just it was it was their autumn festival, and that's where we get the where they'd have a bonfire. Um, they would hay rides. Well, I don't think they had hay rides oh. in, in ancient Ireland. Oh, but they did Dang. have animal skins. And they that, could have had hay rides. Sure, they could have gotten a ho- horse and carriage. Did Maybe. they have horses though? Sure, they did. Okay, they did have horses. I always mix up whether we had horses before, because in like the New World here in the yeah. United States, not the United States, but in the in the First Nations, <laughs> they didn't have horses. Uh. But they were that they were brought over by the Europeans. Sometimes I get that mixed up, and I'm like, "Did they have horses in Europe?" Well, I could be wrong, but I, no, you are correct. They did have horses in Europe. I just got that or mixed maybe up. Maybe the like sheep. Maybe they had sheep pulling their <laughs> hay rides. That's a sheepy hay ride. <laughs> that sounds like fun. So, but they would do that. They had bonfires, and they would dress up, and that's so that bad spirits wouldn't know who. Ah, okay. They couldn't like, tell the difference. Yeah, they couldn't recognize them because they had animal skins on and stuff. Hmm. So that kind of that whole masking tradition. Yeah comes from the Celts and the Samhain tradition. Okay. And so when the pagan world of the Celts was Christianized, okay, so Romans conquer that, and then the Romans eventually become Christian. And so they want to do something with the holiday. Mm -hmm. So they decide to make it, you know, they're already celebrating like spirits and dead people and stuff like that. Sure. Why not go for it? They decide to make it like the Festival of the Martyrs. Oh, okay. okay. So... In Christianity, it's a big deal to get killed for believing in your faith, right? Jesus right. was a big martyr. Yeah. Um, 
my mother's a huge martyr. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, no, but so a lot of those people who were sainted early on were martyrs, which means that they professed their Christianity and they were burned at the stake. Mm. And that's funny. You know, we were talking about uh, Philip K. Dick about three weeks ago, I think, right. in the Philip K. Dick episode. Well, when he had his strange religious experience, right. yep. he was thinking that he was a Christian martyr in the Roman times. Ah, that's right. And he was going to be persecuted. Yeah. So the idea of, of these, so they have these All Martyrs Day. The Martyrs Day eventually becomes All Saints Day, where you celebrate the Catholic saints. Okay. And so, now when you think about the Catholic saints, and you didn't grow up Catholic, Wendy, so. No. So, but they still, I mean, the names of the other churches still had saints on yeah. them, usually. sure. But with the Catholic saints in particular, you don't pray to the saints to do stuff for you. Okay, so like, so St. Michael or St. whatever, St. Cyprian is who I picked my confirmation name was Cyprian. Okay. Uh, he was a martyr that was burned at the stake. Or was he eaten by lions? I can't remember, but he was, a, mm. he, something horrible happened to him in ancient Yeah, world. I'll say. Oh, no, he was lit on fire. Oh. Um, yeah. So when you pray to the saints, you don't pray for like favors. So I wouldn't pray to St. Cyprian for like a new car. Okay. But I would pray to St. Cyprian to pray for me. So the idea is that saints have it in good with God. So if they like you, then they can... They pray for you. And they think that God has the ear of the saint. It's like an advocate. Or the, the saint has the ear of God. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like knowing somebody. Sure. Have my people talk to your people. Yeah. Right. And so that's the kind of thing. That, so all saints day. And so sainted people, uh, when you say, or holy is also known as hallowed. So hallowed ground, Sorry. holy ground. So yeah. hallowed are the saints. Hallowed people are the saints. Okay. Right. And so all hallows Eve is ah. the day before all saints day. So Halloween uses the term hallowed. Ah, okay. That's where it kind of comes from. So that's where our word comes from is because it was before all saints day. I see. And they think the reason they picked all saints day as November 1st hmm. is because they wanted to capitalize on that. Sure. Day of the dead. <laughs> Makes it easy to remember when it is. Right. <laughs> And so you always have to go to church on the day after Halloween. Mm. It's a, one of those holy days of obligation. Oh, okay. So you have eight holy days of obligation until Sundays when you're supposed to go when you're Catholic. I see. And then the day after is All Souls Day. And that's the, the Day of the Dead that like, they celebrate in Mexico and stuff. That's, so that's when you pray for everybody. And Devil's Night. Is how they party in Detroit. Right, but that's the night before Halloween, right? Correct. Yeah. That's where the, most of the tricks come from. Yes. Okay. And if you're interested in learning about the history of Devil's Night, <laughs> well, Burgess knocked. Then uh, that's something you can pick up uh, in our episode from last year. Where we go over that's Devil's right. Night. Yeah, our friend Lisa. Yeah, whose birthday is on Devil's Night. Yeah, and she grew up Coming in Detroit, up. and so she knows all about the. And yeah. she was a, a paramedic in the Detroit area. Yes, so she yes. has all the stories from when Devil's Night was at its worst. Right. Anyway, so that's kind of where it came from. Now the mm-hmm. traditions that we associated with it, like the the masks and everything, that didn't come until a little bit later. And in fact, more people actually. Uh, at the turn of the century, wore their masks on Thanksgiving than did on Halloween. Whoa, yeah. what? So that was the trick-or-treat tradition and everything started happening in, okay. in New York City in the late 19th century. Huh. And Why would they wear masks to Thanksgiving, though? Well, the idea was that they, um, like, they call them like mummers parades. Oh, So okay. people would dress up and ask for presents. They'd ask for treats. They would for go... part of the bounty. Yeah, and, well, it, just, it was just something they started doing. You hmm. know... They already have that. We talked about the in our Christmas episodes tradition that the people dress up as like the horse, like the creepy horse, 
like they have the horse skull with <laughs> right. the jingle bells and the eyes yep. and they go around, they sing songs with sailing. Yeah. Is what they call it. You mm-hmm. go around and sing songs and they get like beers and, and things. Okay. So that I see that makes sense then. Or we talked about Krampus. Right. When people dress up like Krampus <laughs> run around in Germany and stuff, they go house to house and ask for, for and treats. You, you give them treats to get them to go away. Bingo. Yeah. So trick or treat. So people would dress up and the, they were just doing it on, on Thanksgiving at the time. But then as people started picking up on the masking of Halloween, the wearing masks kind of thing, mm-hmm. then trick or treat. And, and as also when it started to get, well, regulated, you know, we were talking about like my village had an official trick or treat time. Yeah. Right. You know, so this is a time they say like. You expect kids to show up at your house, so you should probably have candy. Right. And if it's a teenager, you don't have to give him candy unless he's playing <laughs> along as a little brother or sister. Then right, it's okay. Right. But if it's just some lazy teenager like just wearing a mask that you picked up at spencer gifts you don't have to give them candy yeah that's a tip for this year's halloween nice but if you don't you might be a target for a trick right you might get some wax crayons in your driveway so it might be worth just sacrificing a snickers bar or two (laughs) right and if you're living in the fun size land just think full size gets you better right gets gets less chances of getting some kind of trick later on Uh, you know okay so when you brought home that trick-or-treat candy and i mean and trick-or-treat to a kid like best ever i mean obviously sometimes you'd stop at the dentist's house and the dentist would give you a little right um, like a toothbrush a toothbrush and then you'd stop by the mary Kay lady's house and she'd be like here's something for you and here's something for your mother right right and then somebody would always give you an apple or an orange it's like what am i gonna do with this right what did you just get off the boat <laughs> we want high fruit like, this corn you syrup. dump out your your candy bucket at the end of the no, the day or whatever. And it's like some rotten apple. Pops right. And you're just like, what, what is that doing in there? And the people that gave candy corn. <laughs> have we talked about candy corn before? No. Wendy, I you like candy, candy corn. corn. You're the only person yes. I know that loves what? candy corn. That's why I feel like we've, I, maybe not on the podcast, but we have discussed candy corn. Yeah, before. we have. And you're like, oh man, candy corn is the best. Whenever I get candy corn, it's going to you. Okay, cool. But I have to say though, I like it. There's a window. And it's right around Halloween and I love it for that couple of weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I don't want to see it again. It's kind of like Cadbury eggs. Cadbury or, eggs are know, totally like that. Yeah. If you, you know, usually I love Cadbury <laughs> chocolate, but just the eggs, like if it's not around <laughs> Easter time, then oh, great. Right. Like a weird too candy, much. some mulchrum. Too much. Mm-hmm. Now, were your parents ever uh, like, you can only eat so much right now and so much tomorrow i don't remember that I, like I think, now i feel like parents dole out the candy or i hear people talking about they're like yeah no they can eat yeah. five pieces of candy a day i mean maybe when i was younger but i think i was really good at self-regulating on that okay i love to budget my candy and make it last for months and months wow. afterwards <laughs> two days for me oh i would go through you're a binger and there was, my parents so were pretty bad. good about that like they were just like whatever go for and it i just but my mother would always say you get worms from the sugar. Oh, and that would nasty. be the thing. Be careful. You're going to get worms. That didn't stop you though, did it? Worms are great. You love worms. <laughs> I love worms as long as they are, as long as they're gummy worms. Oh, ew. So actually, those are good. Yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, there's the real Smarties, and then there's like fake Smarties that did. Yeah, the texture was di- like you had to bite harder to get them to break. Yeah, you're like, what are these even? Like they're not know. even good. Somebody was being chintzy. Made them they? at the candy corn factory. <laughs> Or, or circus peanuts. Oh, I like those. You know, the only place they make circus peanuts is in uh, Wisconsin. 
I think I remember hearing that. Yeah, there's a place and they, they usually hire people like, from like a local prison. Portage or something, right? Mm-hmm. It seems like the only place I ever see them for sale is at Fleet Farm or, <laughs> or Menards or one right. of those like so, weird places. So anybody out there who Candy. eats circus peanuts, we apologize, number one, for um, being somewhat responsible and know that it's made by probably an ex, uh, a convict. And just make sure you eat them fresh because once they go stale. Mm. Oh, I mean, it's like stale peeps. Right. Is this, no. this is a no-go. Bow. Right. <laughs> All right. All right. So now, did your parents check the candy before you ate it? Again, I don't really remember. All right. I just, you know, I kind of remember dumping out the the bag and then sort of sorting things out because I loved, the, you know, the Twix is my favorite. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then my sister and I would do a little trading because she had her favorites. I had mine. And I'm sure my parents looked at it. But see, I, I don't cause my sister was seven years older than me. I never only went trick or treating with her a, a few times. So, because yeah. by the time like she was like fifteen, she didn't go to that time. Oh, I remember sure, right. Yeah, I do remember were... one Halloween going out with her, and I was a farmer. <laughs> she was a ghost, and I was a farmer. I had a, <laughs> I even had like a corn cob pipe. Oh man, kind of thing. Little. That's funny. I remember being a farmer. My overalls. Oh, I just remembered another bad treat. What's that? The little boxes of raisins. Oh yeah. Somebody would always give you those too. It's like, what am I going <laughs> to eat? Let's see. I have a choice between M and M's or raisins. Right. Put those two scoops. Shove them down your throat. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I interrupted you though. No. So your your family or so my mother check things would go through the candy because to pick out all the great things. Well, no, she would, <laughs> she wanted she would go through the kidding, candy kidding. to check it to make sure that nobody safety. tampered with it. Okay. Because in the early eighties, like that was something that. That was the rumor that was going oh, around man. that people actually put what a rotten, rotten needles, rumor. pills, kind of <sighs> things uh, in their Halloween candy. But the thing is, it's true. Like no. it happened. Like people actually <sighs> humans. Why? It's not why usually so it's bad? not usually random people doing it. Like the one case that they had, and this also freaked my family out because yeah. it happened in the early eighties. Was somebody had actually tampered with Tylenol in the Chicago oh, area? I remember that. Yeah, yeah. like seven people died, Oof. and. They, in fact, they ch- that changed. So Tylenol used to be just like the pills and stuff you would get. And then it became gel caps because gel caps, you could tell if they were right. tampered with. Yeah. So that incident actually changed the entire oh, like, the manufacturing acetaminophen industry. community. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the acetam- I love acetaminophen <laughs> community, except they don't drink much. Like they're just always oh. boring because their livers are so sensitive. Oh, man. Um, I take that seriously too. Like if I like if I have like Nyquil, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't drink. You do. I, I, I can vouch for that. That's why I never take Nyquil. Right, and uh, you never take Advil either. No, I mean, like, acetaminophen. Forget about it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's um, ibuprofen. That's different. But the thing is, is that uh, they're really. I mean, people actually did tamper. But if you're worried about people tampering with your candy, the chances are it's going to be your family member doing it <gasps> and not somebody random. No. Yeah, that's the. Uh, like what? So the idea of the poison Halloween candy and people tampering it, putting needles with it, it is an urban legend that it goes around, but it has actually happened. And it happens like several times be kidding me. over no. the course of a year. Yeah. Wait, people poisoning their kids? Um, yeah, that was in Minneapolis what happened. Oh. Uh, also, like brothers and sisters doing it to each other. I'm disgusted. Yeah, well, people have gone to prison and stuff like that for screwing with, I mean... You know how people are cruel. Yeah, it's like putting poison in somebody's tea. Right. So the, the kind of person who does it is, is a sicko, you know, with somebody Clearly. who's mentally right. imbalanced. So the thing is, if you, if you are worried about your candy, well, do you trust your sister? Oh, <laughs> man. Kind of thing. So um, uh. that's the kind of, so pins and needles, really, 
has actually happened mm, in candy, but sick. it's not like it, most of the time. It ha- you don't have to worry about the neighbors and stuff, right? You don't have that's that's not something that's okay. Good, a big deal. You know, speaking of family members, my mother also did used to say that if you stayed up till midnight on Halloween, you'd see a witch fly across the. Oh, hall. cool! Did you? I never got to stay up till midnight. So sometimes I would try but to. Didn't you try? Of course I tried. But the thing is, like any time that I actually <laughs> stayed awake until midnight, oh, like, oh, like I couldn't that. see the moon out my window. Yeah. Or it was cloudy. Yeah. So or, I would just yeah, be like, sure. like, yeah. She, I'd be like, did you see the witch? She's like, yeah, I saw the witch. Of course. She's like, of course I saw the witch fly across. <laughs> like that. She started her own little. <laughs> and I think legend. her mother did that to her. That's cute. <laughs> so she, you know, she did that to me. But the thing is, I mean, those rumors of those tricks gone awry on Halloween. Yeah. And it is because, I mean, there is a long tradition. When we were talking about the, like the sailing in Krampus, you get a group of young guys going around all wasted. Oh man, raucous. Right, starting fights. There is. Yeah. You do have it's to trouble. worry. And like pranks, like made a joke, like, oh, I toilet paper to hot. It never was, I mean, toilet paper was never that bad of a kind no. of thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's clean upable. Right. You're just like, oh, <laughs> it's toilet paper. Some guy's being a jerk or whatever. Right. But, uh, I mean, other Halloween it's pranks, if they start a place on fire or something, you know, Devil's Night. Real pranks. destruction, yeah. Right, Devil's Night pranks is just a little bit different. Mm. So there's other urban legends that go around. And, you know, one of my, I hate to say it's one of my favorites. <laughs> but it is one of my favorites. Oh, no. Is that uh, somebody will see somebody hanging from a tree or something like that, mm. which obviously in this country has its own complications right. to it. Yeah. Um, but somebody will see a Halloween decoration. And you know right. how some people go all out. You oh, know, yeah. There's the Halloween decorations. Like, oh, there's a little witch. Or, oh, somebody put a little skeleton or in the window. Ghost. Yeah, like a like Casper the Friendly Ghost. Right. And then other people have a Halloween decorations that looks like... Realistic. Oh, like a horror movie. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like a zombie. Freddy Krueger and like, yeah. A zombie with half a brain mm-hmm. coming out of the thing and it freaks out. Like, yeah, totally. Well, the rumor is that somebody killed themselves and they actually... And they thought it was a decoration, but it was real. That's horrific. That hasn't happened with like the tree kind of thing. Okay. But that has happened where somebody was on their porch. Oh, no. And they had died on their porch, like collapsed and died on their porch. And like the postman the next day came by, saw the dead body and thought it was a Halloween decoration. This just happened in 2005. And if it was still there the next day, chances are other people probably passed it too and thought that because nobody right. <laughs> called 911 or anything. So, and tw- Oh, that's horrible. Ew. Yeah. Um, I'm sad. Mustafa Mahmoud Zaid had apparently been dead for three days. Oh. And this happened. Um, this was an actual suicide in Marina del Rey, California. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, in 2009, a 75-year-old oh. suicide victim sat undisturbed in the balcony of his home for several days because neighbors thought it was part of the Halloween display. Oh, that is so sad. He was slumped over the chair on the third floor balcony of his apartment on Bora Bora Way, said cameraman Austin Ragebrook, who was on the scene when authorities were alerted to the body. So the neighbors said they'd noticed it three days earlier, but they thought it was a Halloween dummy. They thought it was a fake dead body. Right. And I guess that's the, that's the danger. Like, do not make your Halloween decorations too realistic so realistic that your neighbors don't know when you're actually dead oh but that actually is like horrific i mean (laughs) right just in the street yeah oh what did i talk about this last year one of my favorite halloween decorations that i've seen that somebody did in madison was that they had set up a graveyard in their front yard Okay, so they set up a graveyard in their front yard. that's always fun i like to see those when i'm jogging around right and i was on a jog when i saw it but all the people 
on the grave, all the names were characters from Game of Thrones. Oh, that's cool. That's a so cute idea. The thing is, if you did not, if you were not current on Game of Thrones, yeah. <laughs> spoiler, you could be spoiled just by oh, somebody's man. Halloween decorations. But I loved it because they're like, well, who are we going to fill? You know, like what's the show that kills the most people? Right. Game of Thrones. Right, right. Oh, that's funny. So uh, that was one of my favorite. I like how it brings out the creativity in people. It does. These types of things. You yeah. know, we're grown ups and we can. Now we have yards, houses, and things we can decorate, and it's neat to see people go a little crazy with the fake dead bodies, not the real ones. <laughs> right. But you know, but fun. what I think is something interesting is that, like, you know, Halloween, you liked it when you were a little kid. Then in high school, you're like, oh, it's okay, whatever. But then I find as an adult, like, Halloween is like the last holiday that we have for adults. It is. It's the last fun holiday that you can really look forward to. Like, right. <laughs> Because, I mean, Christmas now really is about children because you're all trying, oh, people yeah. are trying to sell toys right. and stuff. But, you know, Halloween, there's just as many things like geared towards it. Like some of it's gruesome or there's the sexy costumes and things like that, <laughs> right. and, you know. And that was one thing, like in college, like you realize, <laughs> like, people didn't just wear plastic anymore. You know, sometimes you're like, <laughs> for their sexy costumes, they weren't wearing hardly anything. Oh, my and gosh. Like, and hey. they, have, they have, like, the, the sexy everything. Right. I'm a slutty crayon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sexy butcher. <laughs> right? Like, and just objects, just random objects. Like, right. <laughs> I'm a sexy chair. Yeah. Like, like hey. How does that even. Right. This, right. This time the chair sits on you. Oh, so, gosh. And, but the thing is, so those, the adult part of it really is one thing that makes it extra fun I yeah, think that's true is that there's a part that appeals to kids because kids love playing dress up kids love to be scared mm-hmm. and that's not something that changes over time yeah and so as, as an adult I've learned to appreciate the holiday in a different way yeah and also when you're a kid uh, I remember one of our favorite things to do would be uh, go to those haunted houses you know the manufactured haunted houses right. usually for charity or something like that but they'd always be really scary and those you wouldn't be allowed to go into until you were a certain age too so it gave it like Kind of an allure of, yeah. ooh, this must be really scary. Man, and talking about haunted houses, now, here's a, a couple of different things I want, I want to mention. Number one, the first time I was ever traumatized by a haunted house mm. was when I was like five years old. And then I went with, and I was so scared, like, because they had, oh, they had the no. monsters walking in the line oh. and stuff. And I forgot <laughs> yeah. where we were. But like the scariest guy was this guy in like a wolf man costume. <sighs> and I'm there, and, may, and my sisters, I'm maybe a little older than five, I'm bawling though about how scared I am. <laughs> I look over and like my sister's got her arms around the wolf man and looks like she's about to make out with the wolf man, like the scariest guy there. And I'm like, oh God, oh, Allison's making happening? out with the wolf man. Oh God. And I'm just terrified by it. <laughs> That's funny. And that was like the first time I've been traumatized so about her own house. Did she, she knew the person in the costume or what? I think so. Oh, funny. I don't, I don't, I, that's all I have is that visual is like her and the wolf man. That is traumatizing. Like, like, oh God, like he's coming to kill us. Well, we used to love to make our own little haunted houses in the basement. Oh. So for our friends and stuff like that, you know, keep the lights out. And then we'd have, we try to do our, our little cheesy homemade versions of, you know. But the, do you ever have something like you give them, like you, you try to tell them. Oh, in the dark, the game where you touch things. Yeah. We used to do that at Halloween parties too. Right. You always do it. So like you peel a grape right. and then you tell them it's an eyeball. It's an eyeball. Right. <laughs> that's, that's the first thing I remember. And isn't there like something with raw meat and it's a brain or something like that? Oh, I don't know. I not so at my house. My, my mother would be like, no raw meat at my house. She'd have been <laughs> that like. That does seem a little unsanitary. Yeah. Doesn't it? She didn't like. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't raw meat. Everybody wash your hands. <laughs> Maybe it was something else. I don't know. <laughs> but that makes me laugh just thinking about it. Right. And you touch like jello and it'd be mm. like, these are intestines. Um, <laughs> but then the thing is, so where I grew up in the town of McQuanago, 
the haunted house would actually be done in an abandoned hotel. Ooh, okay. Creepy. So it was a place called Rainbow Springs Resort. And this place oh. was this place was up until maybe a few years ago it was just yeah. torn down. Yeah. So just to give you guys a little history behind this particular hotel, they started building it in the 1960s. And the hotel gets done almost all the way. The golf course gets done. And the owner realizes that he can't finish building the hotel. Can't oh. get enough money. Kills himself inside the oh, hotel. Oh my goodness. And that's not an urban legend. He killed himself inside the hotel. Wow, that's tragedy. Okay. So the hotel's built, but it never opens. And they would have, like the local JCs or whatever, would have the haunted house inside the hotel. I can't believe they, oh man. So they would have it inside the hotel. And the thing is, people always said the hotel was haunted. Like psychics. I'm sure, They had a yeah. psychic go through it and say the whole thing about the- It's a prime kind of place to be haunted. That guy a really big, did kill himself. And it's like a big, huge, spooky, like a building that's never- it never was used, right? It was built no. but never used. So, I mean, that's... And it's really interesting. So, like, I knew some people that work at the golf course, and they would help us sneak in sometimes. And so, you would go there, and you would be like, because you'd always heard it was haunted, yeah. you'd go there, and this is before we had cameras and everything, but see if we could see anything weird and stuff. And when you walked into the hotel, like, the different rooms, they were furnished. They even had, the, like, the wow. cable on the walls. Like the so, they did invest a ton of money. Yeah. And then it just... Never, Unbelievable. never did anything. And like, if you went in the ballroom in the winter, snow would come in through broken glass and everything. Mm. It was just a really spooky place. Yeah, I'll and, say. And the people that had worked at the haunted hotel, because it was all like the local drama kids. Was, the haunted what, house they did there? Yeah, the haunted house okay. they did there. Yeah. They would always they have areas that they wouldn't go. Ooh. You know, they'd be like, no, we don't like to go here because that's where you feel watched or like feel mm. like somebody's touching you or, you know, it, and everybody. They're acting types are going to be sensitive about this kind of stuff. Are you anyway. saying they'd be melodramatic? I'm Mike? saying they'd be melodramatic. Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. And there are always great stories about cool. you know, that, that hotel. And one time it was, this was a couple of weeks after Halloween. We broke into the haunted hotel and there was nobody there that night. And we just started wandering around the different rooms and everything, trying to you know, trying to catch something, trying to catch some kind of paranormal activity. Okay. okay. Well, number one, like the police came by a couple of times, so we had to duck because you see the lights go past and everything. Oh, no, cops. Because oh, the cops man. are always checking it out. Sure. Because there's trouble going on in there, kids. I am the trouble going on in there. Riff raff. But I didn't destroy anything. I did take one of the, uh, uh, they had pamphlets. Like they had hundreds of ads. <laughs> oh, hundreds that's of ad crazy. From the 1960s, pamphlets. Cool. That were, you know, like talking about how awesome this place was going to be. Well, so awesome. <laughs> it never happened. Mm. But, uh, and I don't know if like they had shot like a Motley Crue video there or something <laughs> the day before, but we go in one of the rooms and uh -oh. have flashlights out and somebody had drawn a pentagram. Oh no. And killed a chicken. Oh, like gross. Little, and I don't know if they killed a chicken like there or if it was just a dead chicken, but uh. there were, there was blood on the pen. Like, that's what I say. Like who filmed so the video So it wasn't there? like a Tyson chicken. No, like. it was like... <laughs> It, well, it, they could have taken the turkey from the, you know, like it was before Thanksgiving, so they could have gotten the turkey. Yeah. But it was just like oh, bits man. of meat Ew. and some blood on this. That must have been a delight to discover. Right. But that's what I was saying. Like, who had go come here? Like, it, Weird. it's like every cheesy right. like, like horror movie, Ozzy Osbourne video or something like that. It's like, yeah, we sacrificed a chicken in the haunted hotel, man. And now we have the power of Satan. <laughs> so it just makes me think of uh, Halloween. And also, when you have a haunted, like, quote, unquote, haunted house mm -hmm. in an actual yeah. haunted house. 
That definitely like, ups the, uh, right. the fear factor. Where people have experiences and they see shadow people and there's stuff moving around. That's cool. Anyway, Rainbow Springs is gone now, but it was a pretty, it was a pretty sweet place. Yeah. Neat opportunity. Yeah. So what's your favorite Halloween-related movie? We were kind of talking about the Halloween-related stories, and you said you always thought about Ichabod Crane yeah. and the Headless Horseman. Boy, that's a tough one. Gosh. I didn't watch a lot of scary movies. Okay. Um, I mean, I always think of, I, I guess, The Nightmare Before Christmas comes to mind. Sure, and that's a, that's a great Halloween movie. Yeah. And, a, and a great Christmas movie. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's everything movie. But beyond that, I don't know. What's yours? Well, number one, the Garfield Halloween special. Oh, of course. The Garfield Halloween special is solid. Like, right. I'd recommend that to anybody. Those pirates are terrifying. And it, and um, anyway, I'd recommend that as one that's like, it's it's pretty funny for adults and it's super scary for kids. <laughs> and I don't know how Garfield got scary, but yeah, it totally is. It seems unusual. But that does, of course, bring to mind the Great Pumpkin. Oh, yeah. That was on TV last yeah. night. And it's like one of those that when you're a little kid, you watch it every year and, you, you know, it just kind of makes the season feel like Halloween. Right. So, so the Charlie Brown. Classic. Yes. Charlie Brown. And his great pumpkin. Yes. You know, I also like to think about the movie Halloween. Mm. And there, right. And there's an urban legend that I think is Ooh. totally inspired by okay. that. And I've seen this on Facebook a couple of times this year already, but people will share an image of like a Halloween party in 1962. And they got this really scary person with a black mask. And it says, on Halloween in 1962, there was a costume party. The man in the black mask locked all the doors from outside and tried to kill all of them. The man ended up killing only seven people using a kitchen knife. He was never caught, but the mask was found in 1969, and the FBI has it in custody. And some idiot's always (laughs) sharing that. (laughs) Like, don't, like, if I'm sure there'd be more to the story than just shared in a picture. And and it's a spooky, you know, it's a scary Halloween party. And when you look at some of those older Halloween costumes, yeah, uh, and I'm not talking about like Inspector Gadget when I was a kid. <laughs> I'm talking about. Do you ever see Batman Begins? Probably. Okay, the, in the Batman Begins, the, the Christian Bale one. Uh-huh. Um, in that particular movie, he's wearing a. Uh, there, there's a villain called the Sandman, and the Sandman wears oh, like a bag yes. over, and it looks like a like a so bag scary. of grain or something like that. It's like a scarecrow. Yeah, exactly like a scarecrow. Yeah, and it's t- it it's a it's terrifying so scary. costume, and in that movie particularly. We saw someone with that costume last year. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, the scarecrow. And she was the scariest person at the party. She was, and it's a, it's a terrifying costume. <laughs> Super terrifying. There's a ton of like old pictures from the early 20th century when these people were doing these masks and stuff on yeah. Thanksgiving instead of Halloween, and a lot of people are dressed up like the scarecrows. So it's actually much more terrifying like in these yeah, old pictures. I bet. And so I think that's one of the reasons that oh. this particular urban legend gets around. Okay. And it also feeds into that movie Halloween, John mm. Carpenter's movie. And while we think of slasher films as kind of, you know, jokey now, we've had years of Freddy Krueger and we've had years of uh, uh, Jason Voorhees not being able to be killed <laughs> off. And, yeah. you know, and it's just ridiculous. Just, but in 1978, when they made this movie Halloween, and the, and the idea was that this little kid, actually was dressed in a clown costume in the original. Oh. This little kid on Halloween freaked out and killed his sister. <gasps> And then he goes into a mental asylum and he, he breaks out on Halloween like 10 years later. Okay. And then he's hunting down his other sister. Okay. Oh. But the cool thing about that movie is that first of all, nobody had ever made a slasher movie before. So mm. nobody ever made the kind of visceral blood and guts kind of thing. Like it was new. It was shocking. It wasn't mm. just a, by the end of the story, by the end of those Freddy Krueger movies, oh, ended up just being a special effects thing right. and something ridiculous and a gross out fest. 
But this is the kind of the first movie that used that. It made Jamie Lee Curtis a star. Uh-huh. And what was interesting about it was also the way it was teenagers. So now teenagers are the main characters in the horror movie. Yeah. As opposed to if you go to like horror movies from the 50s and 60s, it's always adults or there's a doctor present. Like, yeah. you know, my analysis of the thing. <laughs> you know, it's always... And so now teenagers and it's using their sexuality. And Halloween is the movie. Is the, the characters that are doing it are the characters that get killed. Oh, man. So you kind of see it's like, oh, no. As soon as they, like the, as soon as the romance starts happening, you're like, that <laughs> something bad's going to happen. They're a target. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, eventually it gets recycled to the point where by the, by the time we get to the movie Scream, oh, speaking of a great Halloween prank. Yeah. Uh, when oh, Scream no. 2 came out, we saw it in uh, the local college theater. And we knew the guy who was managing the theater. Right, so Scream Two comes out, and the beginning of Scream Two, there's people being killed inside a movie theater by people in the oh, man. Scream mask. Right, I know where this is going. All of a sudden, we're watching the movie inside a movie in the movie theater, <laughs> and then the manager of the theater, because <laughs> it's by Halloween, comes running out with a with a knife oh, and the Scream mask. Oh man, so meta. <laughs> right. Oh god, and everybody just pooped their pants. <laughs> like you could just hear this collective. Oh, no uh, you know the, everybody soiled their armor at the oh. same time <laughs> i'm just thinking about that now like now with concealed carry you do not know no way no, you would do, no, do that. somebody no, would pop no, you no no definitely not and it just makes me think about that but that's hilarious so the movie halloween kind of set the blueprint for all huh. the slasher movies that happened afterwards okay. and it's about the crimes that take place on halloween mm. and you know the michael myers mask you know right. he, so it actually was a mask of William Shatner. It was a Captain Kirk mask <laughs> that they took. They they stretched. What, they, painted, really? they painted it white and they stretched out the hair, and so it's William Shatner's face you're oh actually looking gosh. at when you look that. at Halloween. And Halloween eventually became a parody of itself, and the later movies are crap. But the mm. first film kind of sets the template for all the movies that came afterwards. So that's why it's my favorite okay. Halloween-related kind of piece of media. Anyway, if you guys have some of your favorite. Halloween legends or uh, urban legends that you'd love to tell us about, then you can do that on Twitter at Other Side Talk. Yes. And if you want to see pictures of Wendy and I looking beautiful in our Halloween (laughs) costumes, then you can find that. Where's the show notes going to be, Wendy? The show notes will be at othersidepodcast.com slash 115. During the Halloween season, cable TV networks love to run specials about Satanism because Satanists embrace Halloween as a time when the rest of the world explores its own darkness. One of the most talked about Satanic magic spells is the Destruction Ritual, a meditation based on cursing an enemy. It's their most dangerous rite, and so we thought it would make a perfect subject for a song. So, here's Sunspot with Destruction Ritual.
Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can find us online at othersidepodcast.com. Until next time, see you on the other side. One, two, three. Trick or treat! Oh, and we can't forget our Patreon community here. No way. Never forget them. Right. So if you guys like the kind of the cool stuff we put out every single week, mm. you guys can be part of our Patreon community. Where's that one? Othersidepodcast.com slash donate. Fantastic. And at our highest level, you get mentioned in the podcast every week. <laughs> and so our buddy Ned, thank you for being such an awesome patron. Thank you, Ned.